Uh, what are you wearing, Matt? Mac Weldon underwear. Oh, ho, ho, ho. how about that? How, what are you wearing? I, I, I actually am too. Oh. And I just, you know, I just made another purchase from them. They have a, a new a thing called the Radius Pant. It's yes. Like a, oh, stylish. Oh, that is a nice pant. Stylish. Mac uh, Weldon, of course, is nice. the men's essentials brand that believes in smart design, premium fabric, simple shopping. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is go to MacWeldon.com. Super easy to navigate all of that. The uh, the product uh, comes right to your door. Yeah. And it's fantastic. There's even a line of silver underwear. I don't mean underwear that's silver. You don't, you don't have to look like a space person. But it it's can made, be the silver. It can be silver, but it's made with silver within it. Uh, and it's naturally mica- antimicrobial. That's hard to say, which means it eliminates odor. Yes. So you won't stink anymore. Because they want you to be comfortable. So guess what? Don't like your first pair. Keep it. They'll refund you. No questions asked. Yep. Go to MacWeldon.com. Get 20% off your order by using the promo code HOMO. Calling all the basic bitches. There's a new Earwolf announcement. Oh my God. Do tell. Yep. Starting March 31st. If you want to listen to episodes of this show, uh, that are older than six months, you got to subscribe to Stitcher Premium. Uh, guys, we, yeah. we wanted to tell you in advance so you can take uh, any actions needed. You can hear all the episodes before they go to Stitcher Premium. Yep. So, for example, you want to download them all for free before then. Who are we to stop you? Feel free. Do whatever you like. And you're going to want to subscribe to Stitcher Premium. Of course. it's a great way to directly support our show. Plus, you get access to hundreds of exclusive series like Hollywood Handbook, the pro version. Yes. Uh, the comedy Bang Bang Tour shows. Deeper Shade of Shade, the Throwing Shade Spinoff? Yes. Oh, yeah. Do whatever you got to do, whether it's downloading all our episodes and filling up your hard drive or just subscribing to Stitcher Premium for $4.99 a month or $34.99 for the whole year. Use code homophilia at www.stitcher.com slash premium for a one-month free trial. That's stitcher.com slash premium and code homophilia. And for more info on all the shows affected, go to earwolf.com. Hey, Matt. Oh, Dave. How are you? I'm good. Yeah. How are you? I'm feeling good. We've got a, a killer show today. A supersized episode. Quite a guest. That uh, left us both invigorated. Yes. I mean, yeah. I, I, I feel like my blood is pumping. He's got a lot to say. He's got a lot to say. He makes me want to go out and instigate. Oh, he is. He's, a, he's, he's like a gay preacher. He really is. It really um, is. Um, we're yeah. talking, of course, about uh, comedian Todd Glass. Uh-huh. Uh, you must see his Netflix special. Uh, which it's, is called Act Happy. it's called it Act Happy. It is super funny. And uh, yeah, and uh, and very, very refreshing, yes. very nourishing, yep. uh, especially for uh, for a gay person. You get, you're kind of, you're watching somebody, you know, process all In this In process, stuff. very much. And uh, very emotionally uh, available. Yeah. Uh, just uh, just a genius comic, somebody that we have both been fans of for fan of for a long time, a very long time. Fun fact that doesn't come up in this interview is that we were set up. He does not remember this. Uh, and are you um, serious? Yes. When uh, no, we didn't have, we didn't go on a date, but uh, but I, he he, ta- he talks about how he hangs out uh, at his fire pit in his backyard, and uh-huh. I wanted to say, yeah, I've been there. My friend brought me over to your house because he wanted us to meet. And, you know, it wasn't a match, obviously. But when was this? 
this was years ago. This was, uh-huh. I mean, he was already out and he was no longer in a relationship, uh-huh. but he was, I don't know. <laughs> I feel bad. I'm putting this out there, but <laughs> it's worth, I mean, it's so funny to me that, yeah. it, you know, it, it's also like he's Todd Glass. I'm a fan of him. He's famous. So of course I'm more likely to remember him than he is to remember sure. me, but well, that's, that's just goes to show you not meant to be yeah. as a couple. Well, so there's, so the listener is now privy to a piece of information that the rest of us were not when the yeah. rest of this episode came out <laughs> and our, when, we, when we did it. Uh, and that's fine. You know, you, you, you gave a personal piece of information. I'm going to do the same. Oh, oh, please. I, uh, Todd was a, uh, a guest on a variety show that I used to do at UCB with somebody who I'm not going to name. Um, because, uh, because like after it was over, um, I could, Todd Glass came out and performed and was fucking, of course, a, a monster. He was fantastic. Yeah. And, and, uh, and so, and this person was like, well, what do you think of Todd? I was like, he's a absolute genius comedian and I want to climb him. Because I mean, because he's, you know, he's a, I mean, he's a big, sexy dude, right? So, uh, and Dave so just this said I person. Wants to climb yeah, him like about a tree. High glass. Yeah. And, uh, and this person was like, uh, can I, can I, can I, um, uh, confidentially tell you that that is a thing that is. The, yeah. Yeah. And then so, what did you say? I was just like, oh my God. And then like looking back at all of my Todd Glass, like everything that I'd seen him do, it was like, oh, okay. I see. I get it. I can kind of piece it together. Wow. I like, I oh, that's interesting. He, you know, if you're a guest, you're not always going to listen to the podcast. You're yeah. Like, Hope he listens to this. Yeah. Well, so listen. That he can hear you say that. Yeah. Well, listen. Come I'm, on. This is, this is a place for, this is a place for vulnerability and honesty. The safest of spaces. The safest of spaces. But yeah, you're absolutely right. We should just uh, stop talking and let him start. Oh, guys. Here's Todd Glass. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Oh my god! And oh my god! What a special, special guest we have at long last. I know this is so exciting. It's truly Todd one of my Glass. favorite comedians, Todd Glass. Thank you. Welcome. Hi. How are you? Here we are. Here we are in Earwolf. I've never been in this studio here. I've been in usually the one next door. Yeah, it's exactly the same, basically. Yeah, but it's I good. I find that hard to believe. I feel like you're you're part of the fabric. Of I this know, place. but I do. We're always in the other studio for mm-hmm. some reason. Not that that matters to your listeners, but yeah, well, I just I like to let you know. I like to. To, to let people know how many times I've been at a place. <laughs> yeah. It's a fun the behind the scenes it. peek about rooms. Yes. Mm-hmm. Todd, what do you, wow. when you are, when you're just at home, when you got a few hours just to be at home on, on the couch, are you a TV person? I'm, I flip, but I have okay. no, I'm not a destina- destination TV watcher. Like, uh-huh. is, that, is that the right? Yeah, yeah, I flip. I flip a lot. But at home... Wow, it's such a it's a great question because I feel like I never know. Like I constantly create a place to relax. I like mm-hmm. my house to be very relaxing, and I, you know, I'm in a you're at a hotel. You look out by the pool. I'm like, oh, I could do that on my patio. Yeah, but I never. I mean, I'm happy, but I never really relax. Yeah. I'm always trying to create a place to relax. And matter of fact, like about two years ago, I rented. I live in a duplex, and I rent uh, the the top. Part I rent uh-huh. to these people, and there's a deck in the backyard, and I and they were from Europe, somewhere in Europe, and I would see them up on the deck, and they'd be eat, having their coffee and their legs crossed European, and yeah. reading the paper, maybe having eggs and eat a little bit of the eggs, read a little bit of the paper, eat a little bit of the eggs, you know, read a little bit of the paper. And I'm like, fuck, look at them up there, just <laughs> relaxing, and enjoying life, you know. And yeah. I, why can't I relax? And you were telling yeah. us before that you can't even enjoy the process of chewing gum. Well, it's not that. It's that I do swallow my gum uh, because I, it's it's good. Well, it's like, you know what it's like? Putting gum in your mouth and chewing it. I, look, I'm not really thinking this, but for me, I'm not 
arguing with people that are able to chew gum for five minutes with their mouth closed. <laughs> but it's like putting mashed potatoes in your mouth and, and just <laughs> chewing it. Till uh-huh. I have to. I, it's good. I want to. I want to swallow it. You know? Yeah. Does that uh, make yeah, any that sense? Makes sense? Yeah. So around the house, what was the question? Um, what do I do? Yeah, what yeah. do you do? Well, so you you're, you you can't relax because you're, but you are like a you're like an atmospherist. I do. I'm obsessed with atmosphere. Yeah, and I do. Uh, but I do relax maybe at night. I'm a, when it hits night. Once it gets dark, then I could. Then I sort I have friends over. Uh-huh. I have a fire pit in my backyard. There you go. That was a there short answer. That is my favorite thing in the world to do. I have uh-huh. a fire pit in the backyard and uh, n- nothing better than just getting a big crackling fire going and sitting around uh-huh. uh, around the fire with friends, comedian friends. Great. So that's that's probably my favorite thing to do. Okay. What's, so it's different all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Right? What's on your TV watch list? Oh, it's, it's so... Whew. I don't want to say I'm embarrassed, but like I said, there's great shows on. Like, I know there's great programming, you know, but I flip. So I'm just uh-huh. a flipper. During the day, I actually do like watching Dr. Phil. Really? I do. And I'll tell you why. I'm sure there's 50% of Dr. Phil that I would agree with people. He, Why does he have to do that story? It's sensationalism. It's he had uh-huh. to go. But he defends youth. And I find that amazingly heartwarming and refreshing. How so? Well, when people bring their kid in there and they think the kid's going to get, and then, you know, he sits down with the parents and goes, when I see what's going on with your family, I ask, you know, of course. Right. You know, why why would it turn out any other way? And just to see him, uh, you know, figure, just defend youth. Uh-huh. You know, and and then stick up for them, and that's what I love watching. And also hearing somebody put what the you know the the, the big board it like takes what people do, but it puts it in front of them, right. and it lets them see their behavior in a way that they've never seen it before. And it is real. I mean, you know, I, I, I've had family drama that I've had a fantasy that it would be nice to go on Doctor Phil and yeah. have somebody break it down. But my favorite, and probably why I like Judge Judy too, <laughs> is watching someone thinks they're dead right and find out no, you're not. Yeah. And, it, and they, they do not like it. Right. They will both tell a person they're crazy right to their face. Yeah. And I don't think Dr. Phil does it in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, you know, in an aggressive way, but he, you know, he, I just watch one show particularly, but I see this happen a lot. There was a, there was a young woman on there. She was probably about 15 and just angry, just like an angry. And even me, I'm usually thinking like, Hey, there's a story behind that anger. But I was like, why are you so... And then at one point during the show, he listened to the parents and he listened to the parents and he listened to the parents. And then he talked to her and then he made his evaluation and he turned to the girl and he goes, and he was dead on. You could tell she started to uh, well up a little. Uh And he goes, let me ask you a question. How did I uh, do for a 60 year old ball guy explaining your point of view here? And she just started bawling because Uh I know why, because he did a great job. I knew it myself. I went, no adult has ever understood, you know, her point of view, you know? Right. Yeah, and kids, you know, they need to learn right from wrong, and you need to discipline children, but they're also, uh-huh. they got feelings, and they yeah. need to be heard. And yeah. So it's refreshing for me to see that. Yeah. Was so. she, by any chance, cash me outside? How about that? Wait, Do you know what? what I'm talking about? No. No? No. no. Todd, this is a, a big Dr. Phil meme. Um, it's where really the greatest of them all, I would a say. A teen who sounds very much like the girl you're describing is super angry, and Dr. Phil says, like, you know, you just need to, like, calm down or, like, you need to change your tone of voice. And she says, catch me outside. How about that? Yeah. And he's like, I'm sorry. What? She was saying, catch me outside. Mm-hmm. How, How about, about that? 
What does yeah. that mean? Catch me outside? Like, like I'm come com- on outside! I'm going to beat you up. Like, oh, I'm going to wow. catch Stop. me outside. No, that, that, no, wasn't yeah. this, that wasn't this one. This, no. was, this ended actually well. You know? She sounds like someone you'd root for. This one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, that that's. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I like uh, I like Bob's Burger. I uh-huh. like uh, uh, just the one. I, I like <laughs> the one burger. I like Family Guy, but I have a little bit of a problem with some of the content, which I wish they would. You know, I, I try to watch around the uh, the the the, uh, the child molestation jokes. Sure, and Are I realize you, child molestation jokes. Well, thinking. when you call it that, it's a, I, I just wish one of the I wish the story in Family Guys because it is one of my favorite shows on the planet. It does it for me. It it just I know within two seconds I will be giggling, uh-huh. and but I came to realization that like. I was complaining about something else that maybe I was more in touch with. And I go, how do you know the damage it does and look the other way? And I thought, oh, is that me? Yeah. Because sometimes they can deal with the taboo subject on there brilliantly. You go, no, that's not about that. That's making fun of that. That's not about making fun of AIDS. It's making fun of how the Indian, you go, no, no, no. It's a brilliant joke. It just happened. So they get, when they do it, they do it so fucking good that I let them slide for a while. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, I wish the story was, remember when, you know, because they knew showrunners. I wish the story was like, you remember in 2018, this Mm -hmm. showrunner switch shows just as good. They dropped a lot of that other stuff because watching around it is sort of. Yeah. I'm still supporting it, sure. you know. Like what? Like is there can well, you Well, the, the old guy next door, it's all about, you know. Uh-huh. It's all about he's he's it's not it's not it's just about, you know, the joke is that he's old and he's going to molest a young young uh-huh. boy. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's the joke. You've never I know when I say, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I think anybody that watches it goes, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's what it is uh-huh. about. Yeah. You know. But um why did I have to give that long answer? It's cuz that's, that's why you're here. One. Okay. We've seen but, you. But um but I, I should say this that I do adore like that show just, I just wish that part would stop. Yeah. But, and I'm not sensitive, you know. Uh, you know, I will give you the longer answer, uh, longer even. Good. I understand, because I think that's what makes a lot of people do that, when you don't see a path to the pain. Like they're just jokes, they're just jokes, you know. And I thought, I, I could write a paper on what it must be like to be molested and how it shreds your everything in your life. Uh-huh. And I can, you'd read it and you'd go, oh, he, he gets it, he gets it, but I don't. Uh-huh. Because I bet if I went, you know, this is what I've always said when I'm not overthinking it on a podcast, but like, you know, sat in on some, in, you know, where they're interviewing these children and they're talking and telling their story for a month. There's this, then I bet I'd go, oh no, I didn't know shit. Yeah. And then maybe I couldn't watch around it. Like, I know it's wrong, but, you know. And the thing is, I've always said this a million times. I think crude is funny. I think crass is funny. I think vulgarity is funny. Some of my favorite comedians. But I think you can do all that and just be crude, crass, and vulgar. But in the right direction. Uh-huh. So I don't. So it's not like I like you know bubblegum comedy, right? You know, my favorite comedians. There's a there's a you know a crassness to them. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I haven't watched. You that know, why show I say in a that because because yeah. I hope that someone hears it. That you know, there's probably people over there. There's got to be one writer that goes, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe they'll hear it, and then I get my favorite show <laughs> to uh, to make a little adjustment. We're like Fox and Friends for Family Guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> we have a conversation here. They take it in. Right. They forget. They they deny they've ever listened to this and then they change it. I, that's a show I haven't watched in a long time. And, and, and that is a little bit the reason why I stopped is that it's instead of making 
a like a gay joke or a you know a child molester joke or an AIDS joke or whatever. It felt like they would just say those things. And then it was like, well, that's supposed to be funny. Do you get yeah, it? Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a twist on it. That's why I right. prefaced that. You can right. you can deal with like I've always said, everything on the planet's funny. I always preface that because I don't think everybody hears everything I say. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any subject. I don't care if it's AIDS, nine eleven, cancer. Every single thing can be funny. There is nothing that cannot be funny. Now, the more dark, the more thing. You should probably be a little more careful with it. If yeah. you have a joke about the mall and it's a shitty joke, all right. But the others. So it's not the top. No, no, you and every right. everything on this planet can be funny. Just sure. how, how you know, but but I don't think everybody always pulls that off, right? And and you know, yeah, it's just you have to make a joke. I think is the thing, and that, yeah. that I think joke. we're I think yeah, we're saying the same. You're thing. Saying, saying the exact same thing, and that's when people go, "Well, it's a joke." It, first of all, it could be a joke, and I wouldn't like it, uh-huh. but it's not even a joke. It's just they're they're. Because it's a cartoon, and they're just they they could take the the same dialogue that would happen in real life, and it's just him going, "Oh boy, that young boy's attractive," or the you know, "Boy, would I like to uh, sexually abuse?" It's just back and forth dialogue about mm-hmm. molesting someone. There's not a there's not a joke Ooh, in there, right? Yeah, this is yeah. so disturbing. <laughs> I know it sounds weird when you put it like this, but uh-huh. if you took the dialogue and you somehow just put it as a transcript, and you heard someone saying it, you know, it just get they get away with it because it's a cartoon, right? But. But Any, that show anywho. has also made me laugh harder than just about anything. Oh, like they will yeah. just do. I mean, not all the cutaways work, but sometimes they do, and it's so yeah. good. Yeah, it's 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 it, it is it's it's it, it you know before I before I realized that like I used to watch it and not think about it. Uh-huh. I, I mean, then someone pointed it out to me, and I'm like, oh wow, and then I had to get all right with it, and yeah. then I'm like, wow, if that was something else, like you know what I thought of, like if if. I don't know. I'm done. No, 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 no. <laughs> Come on. I was thinking if somebody watched a show, you know, and they're, and they're, and the, the person that, uh, I, I, how come I can't think of a clean way to say it now? Like if, if there was a, if there was somebody on television that was, uh, that thought you could pray the gay away, but uh-huh. that's not what their show's about. They just have talked about it over the years. You know, yeah. they always say they still 2018 and, and, uh, let's say my brother lo- watched that show uh-huh. and, uh, and he goes, I don't agree with that, but. I'd be like, well, then why support it? Yeah. What do you mean you don't agree? If you don't agree with that. So what I'm saying is I don't agree with it, but I still I still give them my money. Because yeah. you're giving money when you watch a show. I know you think, well, I'm in my house. but So I would be upset with my brother. I might go, Spencer. He goes, well, I, I don't like that part of it. Well, then, 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 then don't watch it. Yeah. You know, you can't watch around the evil. Yeah. You know, you got your own self you got to answer to, you know. Yeah. But Did you just talk yourself st- out of watching Family Guy? Can I tell you something? <laughs> I, I, to be 100% honest, I still do cheat. I still do cheat here and there. That's how much I love it. And then when it comes on, you know, when one of those jokes uh-huh. happens, I go, what are you doing? Right. But I don't know. Maybe someone could, That's not right either, you know, to hope there's one with not, not that part of it. Yeah, on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway. Well, if this comes out, either maybe they'll, they'll change their ways or we just got Family Guy canceled. Yeah. No, sure. no, they're, they're, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I think they're fine. They've, what, like 300 or something fucking episodes? Yeah, I remember right, right when I first moved here, I went to like the, the farewell party for it because they did a movie and that was how they were going to wrap it up. Mm-hmm. And that was like 13 years ago. Do you remember that? It'll never end. Yeah. It was like fully off of Fox for a full year. Anyway, not important. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I will literally lay in bed watching that show, kicking my feet up and down in the air mm-hmm. sometimes. It's so like I'm giggling like, like, a, like a, a kid. Uh-huh. You know? uh, what did you grow up? Watching, did you oh. have? Like, what are your formative? Uh, watched ooh, growing up. 
you know, I remember this only because my, my dad's passed away. So we were talking about this a few weeks ago. And, like, you know, he had a pretty good sense of humor, my brother said. Because uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, we used to watch Fernwood Tonight. So yeah. my dad was watching Fernwood Tonight. Like, that was not a show that everybody got. Right. They were parodying sort of talk shows yeah. years ago, you yeah. know. So we would watch that. And then, you know, all the norms, like, growing up, like, you know, when I was little, like, I remember Mary Tyler Moore being on sure. and, and um, Welcome Back, Cotter, and uh-huh. uh, probably shows I'm forgetting now. But, yeah, like those All in the Family mm-hmm. and then Who Shot, you know, the JR. But but I never really back then, I didn't, um, I didn't, uh, wasn't a big TV. Yeah, I guess I watched TV. I was always a, fl- a flip flipper. Uh-huh. Just flip around. I'll find something <laughs> I like. Were you even then watching comedians? Oh my! Planning. Yeah, yeah, okay. that was I was obsessed with. Like, yeah. you, like when you talk to most comedians, uh-huh. you know, they're always like, "You think you're the only one," but I used to beg my parents to stay up and watch the comedians on the Tonight Show. Yeah, yeah. and I was obsessed with stand up then. And then, like the old, old, the, the legends, I should say, the legends. I liked, you know, like Rodney Dangerfield and Don Rickles and and all those guys. And then the younger comedians, even in high school, like. Remember watching Jay Leno because you know that he was when I was yeah. in high school. Jay Leno and Jerry Seinfeld they were already, you know, pretty big acts even back then. Yeah, not as big as they are now. But I remember watching like Jerry Seinfeld on on the talk shows and loved it. Or him seeing him on the Tonight Show or, uh-huh. J, or Jay or oh Gilbert Godfrey. I remember like catching something. My friend had this thing of Gilbert Godfrey, and then we went down and saw him at the comedy club. And I yeah. was there's a just I loved it. Yeah, I love ah. That was like Family Guy in the sense that just taking it to the ridiculous. Like he would, he'd have a napkin and he'd start ripping it on stage. Uh, he'd be like, oh, he's good. Is he, excuse me, is he not using scissors? No, he just rips it with his hands. Pardon me, I just came in late. Has he been ripping long? Oh, no, he just started a minute ago. He's a good ripper, sure. This feels like Gilbert Gottfried Babies. You know what I mean? <laughs> like like Muppet Babies, but Gilbert Gottfried is the yeah, voice right. that you were just doing. Oh. Like an origin of Gilbert that's yeah, a cartoon I like I show I would watch. Yeah, absolutely. That can replace Family Guy after yeah. we get it canceled. But I, but I love stand up. I, did, I, sure. I just couldn't get. It. Even when I didn't even know what they were talking about. Mm-hmm. My brother had a George Carlin uh, record, and I, yeah, I didn't. I knew some of the stuff, but even if I didn't understand it, I, I understood it. Yeah, like I liked it. It, it was, it was just great. And even just the conversations that would be had on the couch. And this is like. You know, Fernwood Tonight and all these things are from a three-network world. Right. You had three choices maximum. And for yeah. Late Night, you had one or two. Yeah, one. three. we had three choices. And then in, in about, I don't know, it must have been in high school, we got HBO and all that stuff uh-huh. started to become. Because I remember having that thing that went next to your bed and that you didn't have remote, but you could still do the channels from next to your bed because yeah, you had yeah. like a clicker. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had showed, I, if I remember correctly, like HBO, there, there was other channels. Sure. Because you had UHF too. Sure. That was before even HBO and all that. So uh-huh. in, in about high school, we started to get all that, you know, started yeah. to get some more channels. Yeah. I, I've gone down a rabbit hole recently of um, Sandra Bernhard on uh, Letterman. Oh. Uh, incredible. Like just the two of them loving and hating each other and having just crazy smart conversation. I know. And like being able to do a talk show when you're not promoting something, right? Yeah. I mean, what's yeah. she promoting? Nothing. Yeah. 
Yeah. Nothing. Just going on because you're like a good conversationalist mm-hmm. and you have like a good rapport with the host. Yeah. It's just going to be yeah. good TV. Yeah. Where is that now? I don't know. Who's doing it? Who's on homophilia? Maybe. It just takes other forms. I, I'm I, a big, okay. I, I'm, you know, I think one of my, my friends are going to hit me over the head with a, with a baseball bat by the time uh, before I die because I'm always. I try, I don't know, for some reason I think I'm here to not let anybody go down that slippery slope of where is all that stuff? Uh-huh. It's here. Uh-huh. Okay. Now we have podcasts and, uh-huh. now we yeah, have, okay. and now we have different, yeah. you know, where you can do it all. So it's, it just takes different forms. Sure. It just takes different forms. The difference is we're not children. You know, so well, we're that's, not seeing or hearing it for the first time. That's exactly. the real problem. And right. you have respect. I've always said that. When a lot of times when people go, you know, well, we, it was better back then, you you always go, what year? And they'll usually pick a year before they had a job or uh-huh. before, you know what I mean? Like, you didn't have the responsibilities. Yeah. But, but things are still great because now you have, like, you know, the, yeah, there's a lot of bad stuff on television, but there's also a lot of great stuff on television. Uh-huh. So I, 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 uh, I think it's in a good direction, right. you know, music too. They just, there was just a, like, there's now hard data for it. The, the, the saying has always gone, the, like, the best music in the history of the world came out when you were 13 years old. Mm. And now, like, Spotify has all this data, and, like, people do tend to listen to things that came out when they were 13. Right. And, and they stop being adventurous about trying new artists every year after that. So yeah. by the time you're like 35, almost every Spotify user is only listening to things that came out right. when they were 13. And if you and if you know, I know this because I'm, I'm, I'm uh, some of the kids that work on the podcast, you know, are sometimes like, you know, sometimes 18, 19, 20, 21. And I always say, put music on my phone. Yeah. I want to know. Put music on my phone. And there's great music. What yeah. kind of stuff they put on your phone well, that you'd never heard of? You know what? Of course now I'm not going to be able to think of anybody's name. Uh-huh. But, uh, oh. You can band. cheat. You can I, grab your phone. It's right there. I just saw it. For their, their, but, like, you know, like, e- e- even if, you know, actually, they're not my favorite band, but I got obsessed with watching them a week ago. I got, I got obsessed with ska bands. Really? Yeah, I started watching Suburban Legends. But I'm not, I'm not saying they're my favorite band. I'm just saying. They're but um. Hold on, hold on. But I uh, I gotta find this. Just can you give me a second? Yeah, of course. Yeah, take your time. He's going through. Why am I phone. hurrying? Okay. Uh K A L E O. They're oh, from Kaleo. Iceland. Yeah. yeah. You watch that that uh, song. It's called um uh, uh, oh, what's the music? Down we go. Or no, no good? um what's it what's the no one? No good, you? maybe? No good? Yeah. And they do it in the record studio. That's a cool oh, it's a cool sure. music video. Okay. But it's no good. Yeah. You know. And I'm like it, it, that that's if you like rock and roll and you're 75 and you didn't have a chip on your shoulder uh-huh. and someone said what do you think of this song yeah. you go oh my god that, yeah. that that's what I'm saying like for anybody that says you know uh, or, or there's no there's no good music anymore I always know oh you don't you don't you're not following it I know how yeah. I know that because you go well I don't know this guy if he says there's no good music uh-huh. how do I know because if you followed it you wouldn't say that of course and you, there, there's 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 so much good music and of course you know when you ask me the names I don't always know uh-huh. but um it's on my phone and you know and and uh and I and I, and I love it. And you know the thing about kids that's, that's funny is that, like, you know, adults are always going, there's no good music anymore. Not only do the kids like all the new stuff, but they don't shit on the old stuff. Mm-hmm. They do it all. They're like new stuff. They're like old stuff. They don't have a chip on their shoulder about it. Yeah. They, they will like what they like today. And if something, if, if somebody, maybe it's the other way around. Maybe there's a 16-year-old kid listening to a new band and they go, oh, if you like that, my dad showed me this. It's sort of the same thing, you know? I've heard you like kind of defend the youth before. Like you are not someone who discounts, you know, the young. You know, 
sometimes I, 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 I'm being very genuine. I, I think when I was driving here today, and I say this on a lot of podcasts, I go, I'm not going to bring it up unless they bring it up because mm-hmm. I might sound like a broken record. Mm-hmm. You know, my biggest fear is someone that agrees with me goes, all right, but shut up. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, the whole thing with the, with the school shooting in Florida and those, those kids coming forward, yeah. I did feel like, you know when someone knows like a band before they're famous and when everybody likes them, they go, oh, I like them before. Yes, I thought of you. I feel yeah. that way, and, and, I'm, and I'm genuinely, I can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore. With the, uh, before this, I was saying this for the last, I've been saying it forever, that kids get smarter, and anybody who says they're not, I know they're not looking at data because you can't look at the data. There is some social data, and I think people go, well, you have your opinion, I have mine. No, 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 no. Come on, we do as a civil society decide that the world is round. Uh And we do have a civil society decide that stealing's wrong. And the word is reasonable doubt in the court system. There's always doubt, but I do not have reasonable doubt. Because if you look at the stats, how do you look at the stats? And to me, stats are in 19, what kids tend to fight for. Uh Uh-huh. What yeah. they tend to fight for, you know, go look at the, you know the the the, the sit-in at the uh, at Woolworths at yeah. uh, in, you know uh, I'm forgetting North Carolina, uh, Kent State. They led the sexual the sexual revolution. If you look at it, you could go boom. I wish I was Doctor Phil with a board and just go boom. That this is they led it. 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 And then and then go okay. I'm going to take all that information and go well. I guess they're getting dumber. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I think it's because you don't want to believe. I don't know. It, but it's not. It is. A, I'm going to go out on. A, it's just. It's a fact. I'm tired of debating it. Well, there is a time as a society you don't have to debate things anymore because if you're debating it with someone, they say from afar, no one. If you you know if you argue with someone from afar, no one knows. If you are what is it? If you argue with an idiot from afar, I don't like using the word idiot, but uh-huh. no one knows who the idiot is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe I just have to. We'd never move forward if we. It's just because somebody's arguing, but kids get smarter, and that's a good thing. It's not shitting on the generation before them. You know, we should applaud it. It's, it's, there's something great going on. Kids are smarter. That's not a bad thing. Yeah, not All you have thing. to do is go, people out there that disagree, you know, they're going, no, I know kids are brilliant. I always have to say that, otherwise I'd lose them all. They're, those people that say the masses of kids are getting dumber, they will tell you, of course there's brilliant children still, but the masses, no, they're smarter too. And every every generation gets smarter and it's a good thing. It's good. You know, yeah. is, isn't it good if the, if the world has any... If there's a, everything has a rhyme and a reason. If the if the ones with more energy are getting smarter, that's good. Yeah, but it's yeah. scary to those of us who are not kids anymore because because we, you know we are we're all afraid that we're you know not not relevant, not needed. And then, and, and you know it's funny to, to, the sure way to become not relevant. I'm not saying doing it for the wrong reason, but you know if if the only way to be relevant and be talked about fondly after you're gone is to embrace them. Yeah. Because, and, and if you, and if you, and, and, and I do think older people do have something to offer kids, obviously uh, uh, their intelligence, obviously, but the biggest thing that an older person might have to offer is wisdom. But you know what? You don't even get to give them that wisdom because when they're dead, right, all you do is tell them that they're wrong. Yeah. And guess what? They're not wrong. They're right, and they know they're right. Yeah. And then you have wisdom to offer, and why would they take it? So that's your fault. If it, When old people should reach out, and when old people reach out and say, I respect you, they'll respect you back, back and that's when we could move forward. I think it's the—I think— 
thinking kids are getting dumber and dumber. And I have, I am zero tolerance for it. I don't even, even some of my friends, they'll be like, yeah, but this or that, whatever they say, I don't give a fuck. I, I'm, and I don't say that, but I go, I don't give a fuck. You, you have some nuance you want to tell me, but it's not true. It's not true. Yeah, it's you, not true. The, what, and especially in this case, just looking specifically at this case, this is a bunch of kids who just went through a slaughter. And they are so young, like they're old enough to know how to arm themselves with facts. And they are young enough not to be beaten down by like compromise. And like they're, they're, they're not old enough to be like jaded or tired or whatever. So they are saying the truth, which is it should be harder to slaughter us. You know what I mean? Like it, no human being needs, uh, and like, and, uh, Military assault, and rifle. they're saying it while grieving, and they're saying know, it right. while grieving, and they're saying it very directly, and they're doing it in like just it, you know, even if it had happened in a college, they would be, they would have that fake wisdom of being like, well, maybe we shouldn't, you know, say it this way. Maybe we should be more respectful. No, they're they're right. you know, snotty teenagers, and they're right. handing it to the adults in a way that we need to have it. And, and this isn't an isolated incident. No, you know what I mean. I've been like talking about this forever. It's not an isolated incident. It's like you know, just because you can show me one example, it's just the the, the, I always say the word stats. I don't know if that's right, but there are social stats. And, yeah, yeah. you know, it's just, I don't get it. I, I don't know if it's that people want to believe you, you were born at the perfect time or you're, you're afraid that the world will get better after you're gone. Do you really want to believe that? Thank God I was here when everything was perfect and it was better. And it's not, it's, it's all right. They get smarter. It's like you, you did better than your parents. Maybe I'm not talking about it, it, like in disrespect, it's an homage. Your parents, you, you know, a lot of times you'll see somebody and it's a way to get empathy for somebody if it's your family or maybe your dad wasn't the warmest guy in the world or maybe your mom wasn't and then you find out when you're old enough to about their parents and then when you do some digging you're like oh my god they did better than their parents it's supposed Uh to happen that way you Uh know so i don't know i i feel like i just can't i don't I'm at wit's end with it because I, I wish I can get on a public address. All you have to do is not mind being dead wrong. I, that's yeah. what I thought of today. I went, no, I'm not going to change anyone's opinion to listen to this. Unless I first would go, do you mind being dead wrong? Do, are you, are, do you think that's a possibility? Mm-hmm. Dead wrong. Mm-hmm. Not little wrong. Not you think they're getting dumber and they're getting smarter. Is there a chance? Do you hate that? Would you mind that? If it made things better, would it suck if you went, could I be? Have you ever asked yourself that question? I don't think most people have. Could I be that wrong? You're looking at things topically. And I have a joke in my act about that. I'm not going to use it now. But when you look at things topically, I'll I'll give you an example. Like with a detective, he could look at at the same stuff that 30 other detectives have looked. But he just looks at it from a different angle. And that's how sometimes we solve things. And the joke I have in my act is the peanut allergies thing. It's like, Mm -hmm. I get it. If you if you say and I don't have allergies, so it's not like I'm defending myself. But some people go, oh, there were no peanut. This is from the act. So there's no peanut allergies 40, 50 years ago. And and, you know, when I say this in front of an audience, I go, let's be honest. What you're saying is they're they're not they're fake. Yeah. And that seems like a really good point. When I get it, when three smart people are sitting around their house and somebody says it, and then the other person goes, yeah, you're right. There weren't peanut allergies 30 years ago. That is a good clean point. Uh-huh. You're wrong, but I get how you came to that conclusion. I get how brilliant people could go fuck and almost go, that's almost ironclad that it's bullshit. There were not. End of story. End of story. There were no peanut allergies 40 years ago. So how do you wiggle out of that? 
And that's what you have to do with everything in life. You have to look at it from another angle. You go, okay, there weren't peanut allergies 40 years ago, but there were a lot of unexplained deaths. Yeah. Mm. And you go, oh. And don't you think that's true with seven million other things on this planet? Of course. You're looking at it from this angle, but, but social issues are complex. You can't look at it topically. You can't look at them topically. You have right. to look at it from another angle. Right. So I say peanut allergy, every other thing. If you think kids are getting dumber, I know someone listening to this is go, going crazy because they, they disagree and they go, well, if I was in there, I could go boom, boom. But yeah, you're going to go boom, boom, boom with bullet points topically. I'm not looking at it topically. I'm looking at stats mm -hmm. from kids from the last hundred years, mm -hmm. you know, and I felt it that way when I was young. And I remember my uncle, an uncle of mine, Uncle Benny talked about it. And he said something once when he was like, I don't know, I thought he was probably 100 then. I think he might have been 45 or 50. But he goes, eh, fuck back then. A lot of the problems that kids are dealing with today are because of stuff we ignored back then. And I always thought, God, he could be relevant and, and you know, you know, not saying the kids today. So yeah. I thought yeah. I want to be like that. Yeah. And let me tell you something, you better start young or you're not going to be, you're not going to be, I, I want to be 80. I want to do relevant comedy when I'm 80. And you cannot be relevant. First of all, as a human being that's not a comedian or a pod, has a podcast, once you say the kids today, you are done doing brilliant comedy. Now, could you make a living? Of course you can make a living. And if you have your audience that agrees with you, fine. But once you say the kids today, it, you know on Shark Tank, when they're going to invest money in somebody, they sort of sometimes earn the affectionate right to go, shut up. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Shut up. Like, means listen. And anybody who disagrees with me, just shh. Listen, if I'm right, especially if you're a comedian, once I hear comedians, forget about the ones I don't like, ones that I adore, and I hear them say to kids today, genuinely, no flipping this, my hand goes to my heart, I go, oh, no. Oh, you just you, lost one. You'll never be brilliant. You'll yeah. never be brilliant. Yeah. You can't because... You're fighting the wrong. If if I'm right, let's underline if I'm right. You're fighting the, the you're 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 fighting the wrong direction. You're fighting the wrong direction. Yeah. So if I'm right, things it's okay. So what's wrong if I'm right? You'll 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 stop pumping out bad comedy if you went. Maybe he is right. Are they? Yeah. Do you think you've ever converted anybody? My brother said, the, which made me feel good. He goes, you changed my opinion on the peanut allergies. Mm. I'm like, when? He goes, when I saw you at Helium last year in Philly. And I was like, good. I'm like, great. And I try not to yell. I really do, believe it or not. Like in my act, I go, you know, don't yell. You're not going to change anyone's opinion if you yell at them. That's why when I say I get it, I'm not being flippant. When I go, I get how brilliant people can be very smart and come to that conclusion about peanut allergies. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about a moron. I'm talking about a smart person. That's a really good thought. But it's just wrong because you you, you're not looking at it from the right angle. But, you know, so, that, yeah, that's why I, I, I want to be, you know, I do it because it's right. But I also I want to keep doing this for a long time. So right. I don't I don't want to. And, you know, when you, you know, when you people pay to see an entertainer, I think there's a certain amount of enlightenment with comedy or music. And once you think the kids today are getting dumber and dumber, well, you can't enlighten them because mm -hmm. you're wrong. So you're done. Because the, and I'm going to just use lazy verbiage. The dumbest kids are smarter than they used to be. So if you, in other words, if, if even, I don't, I really don't like the word dumb. Let's say not as enlightened, uh -huh. you know, it, the, the most unenlightened kid today, you know, you think probably doesn't care if a Jewish person marries a Catholic person. We've, we've moved past that. that but back 40 years ago, 
So even the so 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 they're going they're getting smarter. Even the ones that are not the smartest. So if you're not, well, they're going to just keep getting smarter than you. And you can't enlighten them. Who wants to spend three hundred dollars to go see a concert when the performer up on stage? That's why Bruce Springsteen. And I'm not even a big music person, but someone like that who grows and doesn't worry about if I if I have this stance, I might lose some of my audience. But look who you'll gain. And I, there's a thing where he pulls like, this happens a lot, but I love it because he pulls, I just watched it yesterday. He pulls like a 22-year-old kid, 21-year-old kid out of the audience and he does a song with them. They're both sharing a mic and they're singing right at each other. And the kid's playing the guitar. And I started to cry because mm-hmm. I went, that's what happens when you, when you show younger people respect and you stay, your, your thoughts are forward and you defend the right thing. He didn't give a shit Bruce was 60-something and Bruce didn't care he was 22. Yeah. There were no cracks. No. It was just like, here's a guitar. Right. And just let's do it together. Let's yeah. just, let's just, you know. We just have to get over our own, own fear of being the old guy in that equation. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and of maybe not taking full advantage of our youth when we had it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Is it, is it when you look back and you hear a young person make a good point, is, oh. it, is maybe that the reason you're not taking it in? Is that just like, fuck. Yeah. When I was young, I was kind of an asshole. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I missed my fiery years right i don't know no no i hey look I, there, there's no way you can't think it has something to do with you know i've said this before where i go because it's hard to think wait they have more time left on the planet uh-huh. they look better their hair's thicker and they're smarter uh-huh. oh geez you know yeah and and but and by the way it's like when i say stats it's like if i'm gonna go to chicago in january I'm probably going to bring a, bring a winter jacket. Why? Did you do research when I'm going? I'm going to January 12th. Did you do research on January 12th? Did you search about January 12th? Did you find out the neighbor? No, I look at a wider picture. So just because you can go, you know, in 1941 and 1986, it was 72. That doesn't change that I'm going to bring a winter jacket. So that's what I feel about kids. If you're exhausting yourself uh-huh. listening to me, here's my new favorite thing to say. It behooves you when I'm not barking in your ear to go find out why I'm why I'm I'm right. All on your very own. All on yeah. your very own. Uh-huh. Go find out. Spend. You've already thought this. Go on your own and find out why I'm right. Without me barking at you. Go Go ask people. You, have to, you can't ask people to be honest with you. You have to beg them. If there's someone in your life that you think might have a different perspective, go, I can handle it. Tell me. Because I, I look at it every day and I'm looking and I'm thinking, you know, they're getting, you know, everyone's getting dumber and dumber. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. But they're not. Holy God. Let's take How, a break. Are you okay? Sweat I feel great. Okay, yeah. good. We turned it no, Not that you look, yeah. You look great. Um, you feel good. Let's okay. take a break and come back and talk about gay stuff. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, do you love to travel? It's my favorite thing in the world. I love it so much. Uh, what, what was so your, what's the, the recent trip that you and Ben took? Oh, man. You know, it's been a minute. We are about to head out to Palm Springs oh, for I've a couple heard days. heard of it. Haven't done that in a good long time. Very excited about it. You know what I hate? What? Uh, planning all that garbage. Oh, God. It's a living hell. Oh, my God. You got to go to a billion different sites. Uh, different travel sites have different hotels and different rates. Yeah. It's just it gives you a big headache. Uh, so I don't do that. I go to tripping.com. Yes. One search lets me compare every home from the world's top vacation rental sites all in one place to find the best deal on your perfect vacation rental. That means more privacy. That means more space for everybody under one roof. It's yes. more choices. you got fully stocked kitchens, extra bedrooms, hot tubs. Hot tubs, guys. 
all the comforts of home, and then some. Best of all, at Tripping.com, you can join the millions of travelers who find more savings with rates up to 80% less than traditional hotel rooms. So if you're planning your spring break on the beach in Florida, Tripping.com. Uh, you want to go swimming in Lake Tahoe this summer? Tripping.com. You're dreaming of sitting on the deck of a Smoky Mountain cabin? Tripping.com. Uh, smooching on the top of the uh, Eiffel Tower? Tripping.com. This year saved time, money, Book the vacation home of your dreams with tripping.com slash homo. That's tripping. T-R-I-P-P-N-G dot com slash homo. Find your perfect vacation rental. Um, Matt McConkie, I don't know what the fuck is going on in the world. Ugh, who does? I mean, things are happening that are uh, nightmarish, and they're coming at you quicker than ever before. What it's, do we do? It is fucking terrifying, especially being on the West Coast. I wake up, I roll over, a billion things have already happened. Oh, the world has lived for three hours Ugh. before us. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Well, Vox.com has a new show. They're here to explain those fucks. What? Yeah, you probably know them as that website where you go, you, they, they give you a nice little uh, explainer. They distill sure. all the noise about news, policy, culture, everything that matters into quick little explainers. They bring you right up to speed very quick. Oh, and now they have a new podcast with an oh, yeah. episode every afternoon. It's called Today Explained, and it answers the big questions about today's news. So you can subscribe right now in your favorite podcast app. I'm talking Stitcher. I'm talking Apple Podcasts. I'm talking Podbean. I'm talking any of those. Uh, Today Explained will be waiting for you, whether you're winding down or psyching up. I, I swear, oh in the last two days, it got worse. I'm like driving in the car. And I'm like, I can't fucking take it anymore. I can't, I can't listen to it anymore. And I, and I, and I know I can't yell at people like that, but yep. I'm not here. You can bark into the air, but if I was having a one-on-one with somebody, but you know, real quick, and then I'll, real quick. Okay. I don't think people most of the time complain about what really bothers them. And that's right. why when you answer mm-hmm. them, it, most of it, it's like when you're in a relationship and you break up. Uh-huh. And you don't want to look like a monster, so you say, "Well, you're, you know, you want kids, and you're, you're jo- that you have to move to Hawaii." Yeah. And then if th- that's not what it is, so when they go, "Well, actually, I don't want kids," and my dad's moving the company to Arizona or whatever, you know, and uh-huh. you go, if they if they were honest, they, that would they, they go, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" But because they didn't tell you what the problem was, you addressing the problem didn't change it. And I yeah. think that's most things like the gun laws. I don't think it's about the gun. I don't think it's a Starbucks. It's about Happy Holidays. Uh-huh. So you're, when we address it. Yeah. We think you're being honest with us. It doesn't change your opinion because yeah. you haven't been you not consciously but subconsciously you haven't really told us what's bothering you. So right. we're, when we give you an answer, you're like, so it's not the youth. It's some something else is going on. Sure, yeah, something else is going on. Anyway, yeah. it's just the the fucking pressure cooker of right. anger. And no one's honest with me. Right. I get it because I I'm, I'm so I have, I'm so opinionated. I know there's people behind my back. I know it. People go, I love Todd, but. <laughs> I mean, he's he's like, <sighs> so I don't really know. So sometimes I will very calmly go, come on, let, tell me. Like sometimes in the audience, I'll even go, raise your hand. I won't attack you. And I never do. So you hard. are yeah. open to being dead wrong. Yes, I've been yeah. dead wrong. I've been dead wrong. And, and, you know, I remember a therapist a long time ago when I was in counseling, they go, and I've heard Dr. Phil say this. He goes, you know, when you don't mind being wrong, you can do so much improvement so quickly. Yeah. He goes, most of the time I spend in here is just getting people to a point. But if you come in here and you go, look, you have to make sense, but I'm okay with being wrong. Yeah. You, you, you can make so much progress so quick in, in, in self-improvement. Right. And most of the time I'm just getting people to get to the point where they can admit they're wrong. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I don't mind being dead wrong. 
Can we just be back, by the way? We I mean, I'm in the can. I, look, I, I've been in relationships where I didn't want to be wrong. I get that concept. Mm. But as you get older, you realize, wait, if I'm wrong, things can be right. Yeah. So just saying, if I'm wrong, and then I'll hold on to certain things. Mm-hmm. No, you're, you're not going to change my view on everything. But no, I don't. At, at, at a, a younger person, oh, I was in the midst of an argument with somebody that I was dating, and they made a point that made me realize I was dead wrong inwardly. But I didn't admit it outwardly because yeah. I wanted to be right. Yeah. And then you get to a point where you don't want to be right. Maybe at your best, you want things to be right. So uh-huh. for things to be right, it might mean you have to be wrong. Yeah. And I hope that gets better and better and better as I get older. What was what was the last thing you were wrong about? Um. Oh shit! There was nothing. I just said that. <laughs> no. Um. um I mean, constantly things I learn about comedy on a, on a lighter scale. Uh-huh. Well, you know, Family Guy, I, I, I call it on my own uh, hypocrisy. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, uh, uh, comedy clubs, like all the things that I'm picking about comedy clubs. I used to think play loud music. You know, when they're coming into the club, you got to get them in a good mood, play loud music. And then years ago, a comedian, I think Brian Regan said, you know what? Comedy's jazz. And most, there's always exceptions. And a comedian might want a different type of music. And, and, and I get it. But mostly you want them listening. He goes, let them talk it out. So I was like, I, I was like, you're right. And I changed changed the music I played when I was coming into a club. So, yeah. and there's a million of those things. I know those weren't the two best examples, but um, yeah, I, I I don't, you know, if once you once you see the flip side of being wrong, that it's it ends up just being wrong doesn't mean that things are going to get worse. Right. Sometimes being wrong. So once you you reap the benefits of going, wait, I said I was wrong, and then things got better. Uh-huh. Then you're like, oh, being wrong ain't so bad. Yeah. You know, if you don't get out of your own way, you know. There's also I don't want to spoil. Oh, can I say one much. more thing real yeah, quick? Of course. But just so I don't try to present myself as, look, it's always a battle on the stupidest thing in the world. I was in Denver, and you get off the elevator, and you can walk two ways to the uh, to the hotel room. And I was with a friend, and uh, he goes, oh, you walk that way? I walk this way. I go, I think this way is quicker. And he walked his way. I walked my way. And I was running. Yeah. Like, but, but he couldn't see me. Now, that's dead. That's that's what I don't want to be. But of course, like, yeah, I just yeah, wanted yeah, to be yeah. right. What uh-huh. am I running for? It, it defies everything I've just talked about in here. So I still have moments of that, yeah. but I'm embarrassed by them. And I yeah. remember doing that going, this is exactly, you just want to be right. Yeah. You don't really, you know. Yeah. But you're open to that. You you can't, you can be self-reflective in the moment. I try. Okay. I try. Yeah. Um, so tell us the, uh, if you can, the Todd Glass coming out story. Oh, you mean uh, the the with my family or with? Uh, uh, well, I mean, sure. Because yeah, I did it, there. you know. I yeah, did it sort of, you know, on Mark Maron, sort of as a, yeah. as yes. a, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, there's, and this kind of ties in. There, there's in Act Happy, uh, you talk about having had a heart attack. It's it's a quick thing to just mm-hmm. sort of touch on. But you talk about in that moment calling out to, I guess it was Sarah Silverman, yeah, yeah, to call. My girlfriend. Your girlfriend. And I was, yeah, because I, it was, you know, it's, I thought when you had a heart attack, you would flail all over, you know, like, yeah. I don't know why. In my head, I thought heart attack, you're like, your arms are swaying. You're like, that guy's having a heart attack. And he's, yeah. you know, like a fish out of water. And he's, but, you know, I was very aware. And then uh, when they, as they were going to shut the door, I yelled out to Sarah Silverman. I'm like, you know, call my girlfriend. I kept saying it, like, because I didn't know if she knew. She knew about me. Uh-huh. My situation is what I used to call it. Uh-huh. Um, 
quite a situation I got myself into. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, you know, I just didn't want anyone to, you know, I yeah. did, that moment, I remember thinking, oh, this is so pathetic. Right. You're yeah. having a heart attack and you're still worried about that anybody, you know, again, I do say this in my act, this part here that I'm about to say, I go like, people are going to be like, hey, that guy that's having a heart attack, he likes dudes. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. Let's get the hell out of here. So what was your process on learning that you were wrong about Approaching it that way. Like, at what point did you say, like, I got to change the way I'm going about this? Well, I did then. I remember the next day in the hospital, um, I was in a relationship for about 13 years. And um, we're not together anymore, but we're incredibly, incredibly amicable to the point of it's it's just the best it could possibly be, which is a good way to be when you have that much. It was the only really relationship I was ever in. Yeah. That was it. That was the relationship. And to have to say goodbye to someone like that, which sometimes you do. But it's hard. And then we, we got to a really good place, you know, pretty quick, actually. Yeah. But um, I, I remember he came into the hospital and he had like a piece of a flower and he just shoved it under my pillow so no one would see real quick. Uh-huh. And I remember just I really started to cry. And I was like, not at the not at me having a heart attack, not at his kindness, but it like, what are we doing here? Like, he's just shoving it under the pillow. And I felt bad for him, even though we were both doing it. You know, we I wasn't holding him back. We were both hiding. Uh, it, it didn't work. Really, we were we were enabling each other because yeah. we were on the same. We were both like, you know. You were out to your your friends I, and people in your life, just not professionally. Yeah, I was not professionally. Most of my comedian friends, like I said, they know. Yeah. Uh, they knew. They didn't care. Um, some people weren't sure. Uh, my mom, when I was like 30, she, she she had a feeling, but she wasn't positive, you know. The thing is, you know, people always say, oh, I can tell who's gay. It's because, and that's going to change too. Because I get it, some people, I'm going to lose people if they go, well, come on, I guess who is, and I'm right the majority of the time. And you probably are. Because there's a lot of straight people that are not in the closet with their sexuality, but with some things they like. So as that changes, that's why I hate the term metrosexual. Oh, you mean just honest? Yeah. <laughs> you mean you care about yourself? So, you give a shit so about as that changes and people cross their leg the way they want to cross their leg, and if you want to be on the football team and maybe you want to design clothing, people are going to start... They're already guessing wrong yeah. more and more and more and more. Right. As that, so, so that's going to change. But you can. A lot of my friends knew and my, my, my family knew. And my, my niece and nephew, were they, when they were little, they knew Chris. You know, and they used to call him Uncle Chris, and I used to get—I used to sweat because, like, we were at another, you know, with other people around that didn't know, and they're like, "Where's Uncle Chris?" I'm like, yeah, "Okay," <laughs> you know, I get all nervous uh-huh. and try to change the subject, and but um, uh, but so I had a lot of people that knew, and I thought, I I thought, okay, you got a, you know, it's, you got a comfortable thing going here, yeah. you know, you have a dinner at your house, and most people know, and I would get high and thought I told someone that didn't know. You know, I would get, one time I told my friend, I go, I referenced a guy. I referenced, you know, in the relationship, I referenced Chris. And then I was high and I went, oh my God, did I just, does he know? Did I just tell? Yeah. You know, and that was like, you don't know how exhausting it is because you guys have, yeah, that's what I mean. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yes, you do. You both do. I I, I don't, but. Well, okay. But Um, yeah, I, I remember being in that, in that position and knowing exactly who knew. Like in my head, having a list of like the six people who knew, and of course, probably dozens beyond that knew because people like to talk about that kind of shit. Right. And I was in college and whatever, but yeah, like just having to keep a ledger yeah. is so stressful. Yes. It is stressful, more stressful than you know. Right? Yes, in more hindsight. stressful than you yeah. even. Yeah, you, it takes you like I look back at my college years and I'm like I that was exhausting. 
Like, I know why I was tired all the time. Yeah, it is. You know? Yeah. And when you look back, what what was the thing that was holding you back the most? Because you're, you know, you're in L.A., you're in the comedy, you're in a very accepting environment. You know, I got comfortable with the lie. And, you know, this I used to put off saying because I thought it would come off weird. But I thought... That I wouldn't be like as a comedian, you know, I wasn't very popular in high school, like, you know, and now I thought as a comedian, I'm sort of popular. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I, and, and, and I'm not embarrassed to say that because I, th- I hope I do good with that popularity, which means use your popularity to make people feel good, not bad. Um, but I thought I wouldn't be cool. Right. I thought I'd go in the room and I wouldn't be cool anymore. Uh-huh. Well, because and, you can count on one hand the number of, of like gay male comedians and the, the, number of them that we would consider cool are, you know, pretty limited. And even in life, like I I just, I didn't know anybody who was because, you know, it's, it's, it was my, I remember my finding out my mom's friend, Jim Connaughton was gay and he was like a cool guy. Just, and I don't mean, I hope I'm explaining myself right. No, I get, you know, you know, he was just like a regular dude, you know what I mean? And all people should be represented. There's all types of straight people and there's all types of gay people, but I didn't, there was no one out there that was really that I related with, you know, sure. that, that I go, oh, I can relate with that person. Sure. Um, and, but uh, yeah. but uh, yeah, so so uh, I thought Jim Conant was cool, and I found out he was because my mom would go like on these trips with him, and my dad didn't care, and he would like you know, and I, but then I found out, oh, that's why, because uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. just this sort of you know, hey, I need yeah. a, this, I need a woman to go, yeah. Right. But um, but, but when I did it on Mark Maron, it did like. I just remember the next day, like, because we did it on, like, a Friday, but it didn't drop till Monday. And I felt good. I never regretted it. I just Uh remember feeling like, holy shit, you know. But everyone has to do it at their own. Yeah, of course. I say everybody comes out the same time. Everybody on this planet comes out the exact same time when they're ready. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, you can help people. You can guide them in the right direction but right. I never push anybody because right. it gets when someone pushes you to do it before you're ready you get violent inside yeah. you know like come on nobody cares I remember someone telling me that I'm yeah. like you know what so yeah it's an internal process that I think people don't understand yeah. and by the it's way it's a process yeah. of self-definition exactly that people don't see from the outside mm-hmm. you know? and it makes sense yeah you know it makes sense it's like you know that's why I'm going to say a new thing that I'm getting frustrated with is that Whenever, but forget about like anybody like when there's still like people that think you can pray the gay or even people that were against gay marriage. I have an expression. I think I coined it that. Well, no, the first one I think is uh, there's people behind these issues. Sometimes we just think they're issues. Uh-huh. You know, it's just an issue. Gay marriage. It's just an issue. It's an issue. It's yeah. a something. It's a vote. It's a thing. It's a ballot. It's a vote. But there's people behind these issues. And that's sort of when I realized with the family guy thing, I went, oh, maybe I'm doing that in another area. I'm able to separate it. Uh-huh. But there's so when people, the new thing is when somebody, I, the reason I think a lot of people don't realize that there's people and there's, 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 there's behind these issues is because when they change their stance, you know, when you're an alcoholic and you stop drinking and someone said, hey, you know, let's say hypothetically someone said, you know, I haven't been drinking for a year. Maybe you should go back to those people that you caused destruction and apologize. Well, imagine if they went, I stopped drinking. I think that's enough. Uh-huh. <laughs> that sounds a little crazy, doesn't it? I think the same thing is for people that were anti-gay marriage that switched their point of view uh-huh. or thought they could pray the gay away. Is it good that you stop that? Of course it is. 
but you know you, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just, I, I admire you for changing your opinion. I do. And that's what we're trying to do. So someone go, Todd, isn't that what you're trying to do? Get people to change their opinion. Yeah. Just like you're trying to get a drug addict to get off drugs. But part of that is to realize the destruction you did. Yeah. So maybe when there's another crossroads in your life, maybe it's not gay, maybe it's a tra- the, tra- the, the transgender plight that you will now know. Remember when you had that wrong view back then? It wasn't just an issue. You caused a lot of people pain by the things you said. Yeah. That's why when somebody in math or in, in school, me and my brother were talking about this, they, they, they say you have to show the work. The reason you have to show the work is obvious. They, they, you know, you're not copying. So I want to – you show me the work because you think, well, how could you copy? Are you copying the pulse of the American public? Because uh-huh. I'm wondering if you really changed your opinion because if you did, wouldn't you want to go back and go, hey, by the way, yes, I've changed my opinion on gay marriage. Yes, I've changed my opinion on Pray the Gay Away. And wouldn't you want to go and boy and tell – I realized – that I caused a lot of people destruction. So I don't think just changing your opinion is good enough. I think yeah. you have to go back and go, boy, and when I had that old opinion, I'm going to realize that I caused a lot of people. Right. Hey, I'll be, I'll be, you know, overly, whatever you want to call it, dramatic. You might have led to certain people yeah. taking their life. Yeah. You dehumanize people yeah. when you put that shit out there. Yeah. And that, that's the thing that I wonder if, if, if you have felt this way. Because I, I, looking back at my own dithering at the at the closet door. I always like the thing that freaked me out the most was the perception growing up in the 70s and 80s that if a person was gay that was all they could be. You know what I mean? You didn't ever get to be a second thing. Like if somebody was gay or perceived to be gay, there there were no other positive or negative qualities about them. It was just they were defined by that by that was that, their, that, that was who they were only. Yeah. yeah. And that's terrifying. That's scared that's that's exactly what also scared me. And I yeah. get it cuz it was so you know, it was so – for people to imagine it, you know, two guys together, that's all they imagined. Even the best of the best, yeah. which was – I grew up, like, in a very forward-thinking – my family was very forward-thinking. L- luckily, all my friends were. But even the best of the best, the ones that said, hey, you know, you know, uh, Dan told us he was gay. I would overhear it because everyone talks in front of you. It's not like if you're a woman or black that at least, you know, the people know and they don't talk in front of yeah, you. Yeah, which yeah. So I felt like I know what they all thought because uh-huh. they said it in front of me. Uh-huh. Uh, so – you know, I know that they'd be like, no, I didn't care. What'd you tell them? And I'm sitting right there. I told them I didn't care. I'm your friend. But then they will go on to have a 20 minute conversation, not evil, but just like, can you imagine two guys? Can you imagine? Can you imagine? So like, of course I didn't want to like be that. Yeah. 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 You know, and I remember my friend, a friend of mine said something just, just, just like what I call street logic. Cause someone goes, can you imagine two guys? Can you imagine two guys? And I, it's a little vulgar, but you know, he was 21, my friend. And he goes, um, do you picture your sister fucking guys or blowing them? Yeah. <laughs> and I lo- it gave me my dignity back because it went, yeah, there's a lot of things we can't imagine. We don't make, we don't outlaw it. You know, yeah, do you yeah, picture, yeah. oh, you do picture, there's a lot of, yeah, when you picture people having sex that you don't, not used to, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a little weird for us. Yeah. But we can't make laws and, and, and outlaw and, and make people not be able to love who they love, you know? Right. Because you, you don't want to think about it. Because you don't want to think about it. But yeah, that's what I thought. I thought that's all they'll talk about. Uh-huh. Hey, and you know what? Probably in certain circles, you know, you. I, I don't think I want to tell a young person. I want to tell them they'll be happier. I want to tell them, you know, like that It Gets Better campaign, who, which helped me watching those videos. But I don't want to give them, I don't want to tell them. I don't know where they live. I don't know. Maybe their friends will be 
in some circles, you know, people go, it's getting better and better, and it is. But like, you know, when people You're go, talking about coming out, coming it's, out, yeah. you know, and some people get a little too like nah, kids don't even give a shit anymore. Yeah. And yes, it is completely different. But people listening to this in certain little towns all around the world, they know like, oh, no, in my community, it would still be whispered behind my back nonstop. Yeah. Uh-huh. If you know that your parents are going to throw you out on the street, you don't come out to them until you have your own resources. You right, know, exactly. Get, get, yeah, st- right. get stable. But all I said, I think on Mark Marin, or I said it on my podcast afterwards, I said, look, if you're not ready to come out, I go, and I remember just going, I know these, these, these earphones are in your ears. And push them in a little more because I want you to hear this. I'm not saying, you know, you, just, you know, take your, get ready. And if it's not now, it's not now. But just know something in your gut of guts, even on a daily basis, it might suck because your parents say things. And then you're, just know you're okay. Know that you're not, you're, you're fine. This world has made a lot of mistakes on judging people over the years. This is one more, but just know that you're, you're okay, you know? And a lot of the things that make them feel they're not okay are from their own family. That's why I say that people don't put it together. And you know how I know that, like, people didn't use logic in a lot of parents, like even a, a, someone that I'm seeing, his parents. And some, so he, they didn't use logic because if they use logic, even if it was a sickness, I'm saying it, even if. Right. Well, they know that 10% of the world has that sickness, so yeah. why are they saying it in front of everybody without thinking anybody? Because they, they didn't think it through. Because if you really thought it through, you'd go, okay, I do think it's a disease. But it's a disease that 10% of the world has, including my children. <laughs> so I'm not going to sit at the dinner table every night and tell them, oh, pray it away. And that's it. Oh, did you hear, you know, Bill's uh, nephew came out. Oh, I don't know. He came to dinner with his boy. What, 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 what wait, hold on. You, 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 you do realize that somebody at this table, but everyone talked like, there was nobody. Yeah, they could just talk in front of everybody. Like, yeah, what if? What if? You know, are you aware of any stats that you know? You, you understand what I'm sort of what I, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know? Were you there for this kind of a thing personally? I thank you know for my parents no because they were incredibly forward thinkers. They never yeah. preached it. I just noticed that they had rich friends, they had poor friends, they had you know they had uh, young friends, they had old friends, they had gay friends. So they they just lived it. There was never any le- lecture. But, um, yeah, I, I've been around when people start, you know, talking about, like, wait, why are you, why are you taking for granted that no one here is gay? Yeah. Always. Yeah. Well, what was exciting about you coming out in particular is that you do have, I think, access to an audience that other gay guys don't, you know? I mean, this is a sweeping generalization, and this is changing, too. But, you know, gay audiences who are maybe not in L.A. are flocking to your Kathy Griffins and your, your Sarah's and your whatnot, you know? And, uh, and so there you're reaching people that, that might not necessarily already be getting that message. You know, was that your experience? Wait, so explain what you're saying. The, you know, the, if, if the Todd glass audience, if you could, you know, uh, sum it up is, um, there are, there are guys in there that maybe have never, um, had a like a role model, somebody that they really looked up to that then also happened oh, to be gay. Yeah, that, that definitely helped me get over the fear of coming out because I realized it gives validity to that it's wrong if yeah. I stay, you know, even though I understood why I did. But I knew that I knew that I could break the and you know, I always am so careful to say this, the stereotype, because let me tell you something, whether you call it masculine or feminine or in between, I admire anybody 
who is who they are. Yeah. You know, whatever it is, you know, I, I don't have a, I, I don't, that, so I don't want to be someone who goes, even Todd thinks that the, no, you, whoever finds out who they are, you know, and, and is themselves, I, I admire, but, um, Oh shit. What were you saying about, Oh, well, about, just that you're able to reach this different audience. Some, sometimes like, you know, the way, the way I did it in my Netflix special is how I thought it eventually has to happen. But I get in the past and I'll get, I'll answer your question in the past. You know, you, you, there's comedians and their whole special was about being gay. And I'm not shitting on that because it's maybe the way it had to be. You can't just yeah, say yeah. that and move on. But because they were brave enough to do maybe a whole hour and that's all they talked about, I get to do what I do. But I thought about it. I thought for comedy specials, someone has to bring it in the 21st century. Mm-hmm. You know, back 40 years ago, if you were black and someone was white in a sketch on SNL, that's what the whole sketch had to be. Yeah. I'm black, you're white, my parents are coming into town. But then eventually you got to move past that. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now, with in in the with being gay, I don't know if we have yet in the sketch world. Like on SNL, I don't know if there could be two guys, and it has nothing to do with them being gay. It has to do with being a couple. Yeah, I think now if it's two guys, but eventually it's gonna, we're going to have to move past it. Otherwise, it gets embarrassing. Mm-hmm. But in the stand up thing, I thought no one's really just. It's not my identity, and I thought just don't make it your identity. In the middle of the special, I talk about it, and then I move on. And on my live show, certain nights, even when I don't really ha- – I don't have a lot of material about it. Mm-hmm. I have a few jokes about it, and, I, and, I, and, as, and I'll write some more, but, um, you know, I do. But I don't talk about it, but sometimes I will just to break the stereotype. I just think everybody in this audience, it takes – it's a three-minute bit, and then if you think you can tell his and who isn't, at least when you leave here tonight, you'll be like, oh, okay. Or if there's a kid sitting there, you know, and he's, you know, he's gay and he, you know, he's, oh, this guy's gay and it's not his identity. So sometimes I'll just do the bit, not because I'm craving to do the bit like anything else in my act. I only do it because I want to do that bit. Otherwise, it just goes by the wayside. But sometimes with this, I'll, I'll mention it just for that reason, you know. Yeah. Just for that reason. Yeah. You know, I think also a lot of the the resentment that people feel toward more effeminate men. Because, like, you know, tomboyish women don't really have – aren't, like, ostracized within the female community yeah, the way that, like, a feminine gay men are. Yeah. 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 And I think some of it has to do with, like, masculinity is so rigid or was for so long, for so much of our upbringings, that it's like we learned in ways explicit and implicit to, like, beat that shit down. Yeah. Oh, you know of what course. I mean? So when you see somebody who's, like, out and having – when you see, like, a Jonathan Van Ness mm-hmm. who's just – who's, like – super, you know, effeminate and loves himself and is having fun in his life. It's like, if, you know, if you're not enlightened enough to know your own thought processes, yeah. you just, you just feel anger. You know what I mean? I, yeah, you, you do. And, and I, and I've tried to battle that to make sure, especially when I was younger, it was a lot worse. I had anger towards very effeminate gay men that had nothing to do with them. Right. But, but I will say this, that I don't like people that are a parody of themselves, even if it's the other end. If right. someone yeah. has a lot of testosterone and they're a straight guy and they're like, like this, but if you're a parody of yourself, no. So I don't like it on either end. Just yeah. be who you are. And But some people are naturally, and by the way, like I said, as straight people become more comfortable you know, in their skin, there's going to be a lot more flamboyant straight people. Yeah. So it'll be so mixed up. No one will be able to tell yeah. because there's, like I said, they might, might not be in the closet with their sexuality. Right. But, but there are, there are people that are genuinely whatever straight or, uh-huh. but, uh, but are more flamboyant. It right. starts with the leg crossing and it's, yes. and cute and the word pretty and all that stuff. And like, 
you, you just got to nip it in the butt. It's, yeah. it's, it starts as little things as you're younger and then you hide it. Yeah. But you, th- what I don't like to see it being used as is a campy flippidness of a, so maybe this is one of those things that someone will hear and go, well, Todd, that's not good with anybody. But whenever I see someone that was oppressed and then turns around and oppresses somebody else, sure. and you know, Daniel Kellison, who, who, uh, you know, you, you, I think we know who Daniel Kellison is or some people don't, but he, he's a producer in the business. And, um, he said something to me once and he's not gay, but he was saying, he was talking to someone that was, and he said a lot of the gay webs, websites, and I, I don't, I don't just ne- never partake, partake, partook in those or partake, okay, whatever. Sure. Yeah. Um, they're very catty. Yes. No fatties, no femmes. Oh, and you want to go, Christ. whoa, whoa, whoa. What, what, what's, what, what, that's not nice. And you want to be very careful before you mirror the behavior that had people that had a problem with you. And that would be saying this. Shoulders go up in the air. Mm. Well, I'm sorry. I can't say what I like. Like, I I don't like, I don't like heavy people. I I don't like feminine. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Okay. Put your shoulders down. It's a way that you do it. And Uh probably no fatties or femmes isn't the kindest thing in the world. Yeah. Which, by the way, that leads me to like most of our – really, the the minorities are the problem because we – they won't stop – all I, I want to say, leave white straight men alone. It's my new thing because <laughs> because they they have a reason maybe not to have empathy. Uh-huh. But when you see that there's black homophobic people or gay racist people, uh-huh. you want to go. Well, wait a second. That's the only thing you could have taken out of this was not turn around and do it to another group. And because you've convinced yourself you're not, and I'm sure that's what it is. You go, no, I'm not doing what was done to me. Uh-huh. If every minority in the world would decide not to shit on each other, they'd yeah. be the, they'd lead. Yeah. So the only, so it almost makes me want to flip it away. Go, shut up. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about it. Not the ones that aren't doing it, but to the ones that are doing it. No, no, I don't give a shit about all. Every minority could lead. Every minority, if they got together and said, I'm not going to shit, you know, women that are that are homophobic or, you know, gay people that are racist, like I said, if they would all go, well, let's not do this, then they're, then they're a powerhouse and they can lead. The only reason it all exists is because in all those groups, there's people that are still turning around and right. doing it to another group. Yeah. And it's the same thing. It's like, I learned to hate myself. What's wrong with you? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like if you if you grow up and you're just angry because the world was shitty to you and then you see other minorities and they're like they have found community and joy and love yeah. with each other. It's like, well, fuck you. Yeah. You know I, think what I, mean? I think they also I'm angry think, at myself. Why aren't you? They think they're not doing it. I would right. imagine if you're like you're saying, no, I was deprived of my rights unfairly. Mm-hmm. Please. Mm. That's not what I'm doing, they're saying. They're going, I don't want that group to have something for good, legitimate reasons. Yeah. And yeah, of course you think that. Nobody ever thought they were mean to someone without legitimate reasons. They've just, in the deepness of their gut, have convinced themselves that, yeah, you have to be kind to everybody, but certain people uh, don't have these rights or those rights. And when they want them, they're just causing trouble. But, you know, I try to go, every person on the fucking planet deserves whatever they want. Just give it to them. God damn right. It's a lot easier to go through life like that. Whatever people want, just give, they want it. They get it. They deserve it. And give it to them. Yeah. Nobody, nobody, we're, until we shoot somebody or go to prison and we lose some of our rights. Uh-huh. But, but I really do think that's something to be said. It makes you almost get mad at people that are, you know, like they'll all talk, like even in the Jewish tradition. And like, you know, like 
I went, I went to Israel and I saw they had women on there, men over there. And I went, oh, my God. The one thing you could have learned mm-hmm. is, you know what the, the story should be in the Jewish tradition? Have you noticed? They, 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 by the way, this isn't true. But if it was true, I could have a good answer for it. But if somebody goes, yeah, why in the Jewish tradition? Oh, my God. They're so, in the, in the, in, with gay people, they're so forward thinking. And when it comes to equality between men and women in the Jewish culture, it's fucking forward thinking like crazy. And you go, why is that? Well, I think what they took out of what happened with the Holocaust uh, was yeah. don't fuck. But no, no, they still go, <laughs> no, the women over there, the men over there. No, it's not. What did you, did you learn? Nothing. Why don't you? Because I do believe you need to make movies about the Holocaust so we never repeat it again. Uh-huh. But you also have to learn what's right in front of you. But they don't they don't see it. They don't think that. They just think, well, we're not. I thought the message from the Holocaust was Jewish people shouldn't be tortured. Yeah. Well, you're missing the bigger picture here. So when I see that, I go, did you learn nothing? When I see gay people that are racist, they don't know what racist means. But take some time without me barking at you. You know, the, you know how you know people that know what the word racist means are homophobic? They don't mind calling themselves it. I will say, well, that was a little bit racist of me or that was a little bit sexist of me. I don't mind calling myself that because it's not the worst thing in the world as long as you'll change that behavior. But, you know, when I see like groups of people that are just turning around and doing it, I'm like... You know, like with Matthew Shepard, like when I see a gay person that is uh, racist or whatever, sexist, I want to go, you know, you, you love to talk about Matthew Shepard and you should because he, but, but I guarantee if he could talk, he would say, what are you doing? Yeah. Mm. Did you know nothing? Did you learn nothing? You think the message for me was to be nice to gay people? No, everybody on the fucking planet is equal. So don't turn around and do it to another group or I died for nothing. And for the love of God, can I have died for something? Yeah. Do I have to look over if I could see what was going on in the world and going, why are there gay racist people? Why are there gay sexist people? Did did, 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 did nothing? Did they not learn their lesson? So in a way, when I'm not on a podcast, I'll say, fuck every group that turns it around to another group. Fuck you and fuck your pain. It's all your fault. It's all your fucking fault. You could all lead tomorrow if you'd all go, let's not, let's all bind together. Then you're, then you lead. They could change things like that, but they won't pack. Everybody that's experienced oppression will not get together and go, okay, we can be like, a, is it a workforce? What is the word I'm looking for? You'd be a powerhouse. Yeah. You'd be a freight train. No one will be able to stop you. But no, just keep, keep breaking off and hating other groups and you can all be on your own and yeah. just, you know. <laughs> oh, God. I, you mentioned you're seeing somebody. Yes. How, how does a Todd Glass meet people? Oh, my God. You know, by the way, I don't talk about this that often. So uh-huh. it's sort of refreshing in a way. Like, yeah. almost like sometimes I feel like, oh my God, should I, am I talking about it? Is it just no. like normal to me now? Or, mm-hmm. But, you know, I didn't want it to be become my identity, but that doesn't mean that I can't talk about it. So I don't talk Especially about it. Here. So when it's brought up, sometimes I get a little uh, like, oh, I don't really talk about that ever. Uh-huh. But I um, But you recognize it. You're not just... I try. Right. I try. Uh, so, so I want to think, because the person that I'm seeing is, is, um, is uh, still uh, very much uh, hidden you know, oh, in the closet. I, okay. I, I always say, I hate, I'm trying to, ver- I try to maneuver around the verbiage. Uh-huh. My friend goes, you're the only person that came out on their special and never said the word gay. And you know what? I'm <laughs> not true. necessarily proud of that because everyone should be comfortable saying it. And I'm getting better at it. But uh-huh. so I don't... You know, I I I, uh, I was horrible because I never dated, and I was with one person for a long time. But this was this was uh, somebody that emailed me, and and then uh, about a year and a half, and then we ended up we ended up meeting. And he's uh-huh. much he's twenty four, uh-huh. 
So he's a lot younger than me, but he's, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's doing great. How long has it been going on? About, he, he lives in another city, but about once a month we see each other and it's, it's great. So far it's been really fun and it's been, it's been nice. How do you navigate the uh, long distance aspect of it? Um, right now I'm enjoying the romance of it, but I know down the road I'll have to take another look at it. But right now it's been a lot of fun because obviously when you get together once a month, you have a really good time, you know, and I'm not ready to, to get past that yet, but, um, down the road, whatever happens, I don't know right now, but right now I'm enjoying it. And, um, you know, and it, and it's nice to be honest, you know, it's nice to, like, I, I think I said in, in the book that, uh, if, if if something happens that he that it made me happy, I don't have to. Or if I get in, we haven't really ever gotten into an argument, which is crazy. But um, that I don't have to lie and say, oh, I, you know, yeah, I yeah. used to get into it, maybe a heated discussion with my ex, and then I had to go somewhere and just I had to come in with some baggage and I had to explain it to, for mm-hmm. me to move past it. And I would go, ah, just me and my brother got in a little heated discussion about my mom, how to deal with something that's going yeah. on. I had to, yeah. Oh, Jesus. You don't have to do that now I don't have to do that anymore. And, uh, you know, even, even referencing it, there's, there's not a day that goes by where I don't do something and I will go inward and go, Oh my God, that's so much better. <laughs> like I'll walk into a comedy club with, with him and go, you know, and I always make the, it, it's still a little hard. I'll go, this is my friend. And I like <laughs> make a joke about it, but Hey, you know, it's more than I used to say. It's progress. Cause I don't have yeah. boyfriend and all. It's just, that's still very, very difficult for me. Is it hard for you? No, no, not to say no. boyfriend. No, how about but you? It was uh, no, not at all. It no. definitely was. Yeah, I had. I yeah, there was a period where I couldn't. Where cute, I couldn't do cute. I couldn't. I couldn't cute, say. You mean another, like cute before? Like not even about a guy, just about like life. Like uh, that house is cute. Me, yeah, no, I probably couldn't even do that. Me neither. Yeah, me neither. I, I said that. that house is cute once. Yeah, and I, when I was like nineteen, I said, "Yeah, I'll drive back later and burn it down." To t- <laughs> and my friend who knew me so well, he goes, "You just said that because you because uh, you thought it, it didn't sound masculine." Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And I remember I denied it, but I thought, "Oh, he knows me so well." Busted. You are completely. Yeah, busted. I'll come back and burn it down. But yeah, yeah. cute. That's so funny that that's why like. Don't do it. Don't. I got an email once and it really, I loved it because I was talking about, don't even do it. You know, you don't have to bastardize your children who they are sexually. There's uh-huh. other light ways to do it. Don't do it at all. And, and, and I get it. Some good, nice, kind people. Maybe your son has a purse and you think, well, he'll get beat up in school. Like you don't want, uh-huh. or get picked on in school, probably better. So I don't want to, or he wants to paint his room. And I got an email from a guy that said, I listened to your show when you said that. You go, well, if you, you know, you, you know, why would you want to do it at all? Inhibit who somebody is at all when it's not wrong. Uh-huh. When it's not wrong. Why would you want to hit, you know, on a scale from one to 10, 10 being the worst of t- making your child not, you know, be who they are in their skin. You go, well, I'm not a 10. I just do. I dabble like ones and twos. Well, if you're aware of that, don't do it at all. Uh-huh. And he goes, my son wanted to paint his room a certain color. It was yellow. I it was an email it was from three years ago. I heard your show and I thought I was good. I didn't say yellows for girls. He, you know, in his email, that's how I explained it. But he goes, I said, hey, well, let's look over here at some little boy colors, trying to like, w- with love and affection, sway him. He goes, and then I heard you guys talking about it. And I went, yeah, what? It's not a 10. I'm doing it nice. I'm all right. You know, he goes, and I went back into his room and he goes, I was hoping he still picked the same color that he wanted. And he did. Uh-huh. And I remember thinking, good, you know, so, you know, but it does, it starts young. You know, you start like, oh, you yeah. know, yeah. what you can do and what you can't mm-hmm. do and, you know. But uh, yeah, I, I still have so much of that in me, you yeah. know, like, you know, I, I think I, sometimes I'll literally go like, I talk this way, right? 
Am I so in denial? Like, I'll literally, oh, yeah. one time, I was, we were really high, and my, I was talking to my friend, and I go, I think I just, like, this is the way I talk. I go, hello, hello, testing, testing. I literally uh, said that. Like, yeah. And he started cracking up. He goes, testing, testing. I go, I want to see if my voice is, but I maybe still, like, there's certain things that I still, you know, ingrained. still yeah. ingrained. Like, I'll, I'll give you an example. I'll give you, I, I mean, obviously, I'm comfortable enough to talk about it, but in this sort of style. Yeah. I, I, you know, fresh flowers, uh, like in my kitchen near the sink, I think really make the kitchen look good. Mm. But I'm still sort of embarrassed. To be that <laughs> high. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you know, so stuff like that. Yeah. But, you know, so I'll be like, you know, oh, someone sent something. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm better at it now than I used to be. But, like, certain things like that are like, yeah. you know, or, but... I, I I don't know if you'll if this will resonate with you, but I I remember I was like twenty four ish, and I was out by then. I was out to my friends by then, and and I was with another gay friend and a bunch of straight people. And and the name of somebody came up, and my gay friend was like, "Oh, that guy's so hot," and I was like, "Shh." <laughs> And like, what, what is shush? Like, why am I shushing him? Yeah. Everybody at this table knows we're both gay, but like, it was important to me to let everybody else know that like, we're not that comfortable. We're not like, we're, I, yeah. I mean, I, but in the moment I was like, this is ridiculous. Like that, what kind of gay person am I telling them that I am? Like one that just doesn't have any like physical f- desires or needs or, you know, mm-hmm. turn ons or whatever. And then the court came out and that's all I talk about now. That's literally about 80% of what I talk about now is who's hot. So anyway. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I remember I couldn't even, you know, the, 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 even after I had come out, I used to talk about a guy that I thought was good looking. Never. Yeah. And it really wasn't until my friends, you know, my, uh, a friend of mine, uh, uh, Daniel Kino, he was, he would ask questions and I knew he could handle it because there were, there, look, there's a lot of people that go, you know, they'll be, they'll, they, they, they're okay with it, but they're taking some time. Uh-huh. So maybe if they just found out and then you said, boy, this guy's good looking. Or what, what do you do on a first date? Like Daniel asked me once. I'm like, do you really want to know? And you know what? I really wanted to tell him like what I was comfortable with, what I wasn't comfortable with. It, it's all right, I think, that it takes people time to, to get okay with it. And I asked, this is something that I put in the book and the, and the, and the, 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 uh, the, the co-author of the book with me, Jonathan, and, and, a, and a friend of mine that we were all doing it, they thought I shouldn't put it in. And I said, no, because I think it makes me honest. It, 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 I'm, otherwise, I'm, I'm full of shit. And, but I thought about this. If my dad, let's say, was a cross-dresser, uh-huh. um, and he was coming to my show, now you might think, Todd, you're not going to say you'd be embarrassed, are you? Isn't that fighting everything you're saying? I hope at the end of this, it's not me trying to take a bad quality and make it good, but I hope it's, I hope it's, it, it, it sounds right. Yeah, I would be. I would mm-hmm. be. I, I, I would just, because it's not the norm and I, my comedian friends, but I know somewhere deep down, I would want to admire my dad for being who he was. Now, this might not be as much now as it was yeah. 10 yeah. years ago. But I knew even 10 years ago, I'd be like, God damn it. My dad found who he was. I, I want, I'm so, I would be proud deep down, but I, but I, but topically I would, I, I would be like, Oh, maybe I'd make an excuse. Like I'll come in December because uh-huh. it'll be, cause, cause I don't want to deal with, but so I hope the difference is because that's saying to everybody, it's okay. If you found out your son's gay, it's, it's different. It's not what you expected. It's, it's weird to you by the, but, I hope that the difference is, and I, I would go to therapy 
uh-huh. and sit in there and, and say, I don't like this. Why? I don't like this. I don't, I, I should be proud of my dad. I, I, I admire him. He, anybody who finds who they are and later in life. And I want to be proud of my dad and I don't want to be proud of him privately and sit in the therapist's office and get help, get help as opposed to me just doing nothing and making my dad feel like a piece of shit. And then he's got to be in a therapist's office more than he has to be. So it's like, it's okay if it happened, but go some, go get right and be honest about what weirds you out about it. Cause I think the day has to come and I hope it's here. I really do. The hiding behind the pillar of religion, Mm -hmm. that's got to stop. And I can't wait to see the first person that does it goes in an interview. No, 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 no. Well, in really, no, just stop the person and go, listen, I'm not stopping you because you disagree with me. We will have an intelligent discussion about this and I will make sure that I listen to what you say because I might disagree with you, but I got to shut up and listen. But, but that's what's going to happen. No, not behind the pillar of religion. That, that's over. Now, now you don't get to do that anymore because yeah. it's almost like, oh, it's my religion. Sorry. No, that's got to end. That's yeah. got to end. Too many people are getting tortured and you get to go, sorry, it's my religion. Mm. No, no, that's over. You discuss it at least. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm right even. All I'm saying is can we say no more pillar of religion? No more, oh, that's my religion. Because not even that is ever – that's never consistent. You yeah. know what I mean? There are things that are specifically verboten in religions that people, like, forget about. But this particular one. Right. Well, most – that's why I said the fantasy question I always had was if you know anybody, anybody that says it's because of their religion, probably within a minute, not even knowing that well, you can find four things that they do that are against their religion. Uh-huh. So what I, my fantasy has always been to go, no, 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 no. I, I'm, not, I'm not judging what I'm about to say. But I noticed in – and not talking about religion of 50 years ago, the new updated rules and all that. <laughs> you go, you know, whatever it is, you live with someone before you had sex. You can find three or four things and you go – and I'm not judging you for that. I think that's it's all silly. But what I'm saying is, why can't you? Because you're not saying it grosses you out or it makes you nauseated. You're just because if if it does, you should say that because then I could discuss this with you. What's really bothering you? It's like Patton Oswalt said. I think in so many words, if someone would go because it grosses me out. Because it makes it's noise, it's gross, and it's weird, and it's not, and it, and it just grosses me out. It's just it's just disgusting. And I think sort of the the the, the sort of the the. The, the basis of the joke is, thank you. Yeah. Now we can discuss it. Yeah. But when you say religion, if you're being honest with me, and I just found three things that you do that are in your religion that you look the other way, then the question is, so why can't you look the other way on this one? I'm not even arguing it's right or wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying you look the you you had premarital sex. You look the other way. You're still a religious person. You can and you are. I'm not defying that. That's not where I'm going with this. You you you, you there's three things you do that in the Bible it says not to do. But you do it because you go, look on the important things. I'm a good person and I look. So why can't you look the other way on this? But they've been so programmed that they just get to say religion and you go, well once they say religion, no, yeah, it's no, no longer yeah no, no you got a free card yeah and yeah. and. Oh, I know we're out of time. Well, well we because, are, but, but yeah. that's okay. Well, I was just going to say that if you have a legitimate reason, like if you said to somebody, why don't you want a murderer teaching your children? No one goes, well, in the Bible, it says take it. No, you'll say you have a re- reason. So, yeah. you know, I think it's an old adage. Once you, if that's the right word, once you go to the Bible, by the way, come on, you know, everybody from afar knows that you, you, you wouldn't do it you're with anything else. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're, you're, you're out of art. You're out of it. Yeah. Todd Glass. Oh, wow. It's cathartic. Oh, my God. I hope. How do you feel? I feel good. Good. Okay, I feel good. good. So I feel I. good. You know, it's Matt, about- how do you feel? I feel great. I do, too. 
I mean, uh, this was the best. Thank you so much. Seriously. Thank you. Come back anytime. Yeah, I'll get in the car. I'll think, oh, I could have said that cleaner. And that's what Write I always down. try to say is that I do. Sometimes someone will listen to something. I grew up listening to, to talk radio in the car, and I know what it's like to somebody says something, even if they overwhelmingly agree with me. But they're like, oh, that one thing, and they sort of get. I, I people email me. I always say the same thing. I could, I could. You might agree with what I was saying, but my analogy was wrong, or maybe I said something in the attempt, in the, in the, in the pursuit of being kind and decent. I said something that was a little, oh, a little cold. They're not, not very. I always read. I read every single email. Thanks to being able to be on the treadmill and read your emails. Uh-huh. And I'll, if someone's kind and they're nice and they go, you know what? I agreed with you, but you said this. I'll always read it. I'll always respond. Sometimes I learn a way, like I said, sometimes it's, they agree with me, but I said it wrong and I'll go, you know what? You're right. I should have said it this way. Or, or I, or they don't agree with me at all, but if they're kind, I'll read their email. Not always change my opinion, but you know what? I know one thing that I won't, ju- I that I will read it. And if I don't change my opinion, it's not because I just blew you off. It's because I heard everything you said and I took it in. And you know what? When you heard, when you hear what people say and you take it in, you know what happens a lot? You end up changing your opinion. Not always, but you will sometimes. So I always say that if that happened on today's show, you know, you know, hey, I'll, you I'll read the email. Second thoughts or third thoughts, send us a voice memo. So, yeah, oh, yeah, maybe I'll, well, your, more your voice is always Todd. welcome on yes. this show. Yes, an addendum. Yeah. There Todd we Glass, go. thank you so thank much. You. Thank you, Todd. I'm not even playing when I tell you that uh, whatever you're wearing right now, I don't care if you are dressed in the finest of silks. Yep. I don't care if you are uh, wearing a, a tuxedo. Yep. I don't care if you um, if there are literal birds uh, putting a dress on you as you prepare to go to a ball. I don't care if you have a barrel with straps. Whatever you're wearing, Mack Weldon is better. You're right. It's the truth. It's a men's essentials brand. They believe in smart design, premium fabrics, simple shopping. They even have a line of silver underwear. They have uh, shirts also in the silver line, and those are naturally antimicrobial, which means they eliminate odor because they want you to be comfortable. And guess what? If you don't like your first pair, keep it. They'll refund you. No questions asked. Oh, what a deal. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off using the promo code HOMO, H-O-M-O. Wow. I, oh, I'm going to take to the streets. God, how do you feel? Too. Need a cigarette. Yeah. Um, it, that was great. I mean, I love Todd Glass. We have never needed a follow up interview more. Mm-mm. You know, we, I, we needed to do a much deeper dive on his relationship, mm-hmm. his previous relationship. And uh, he, has, he has so many big thoughts uh, about the world that, uh, that are so valuable and worth hearing. Yeah. But I am also interested in hearing. Zooming in on the micro as well. Yep. We'll so get there. We'll, we'll do get that. There. And I would still climb him. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Dana Wickens. Thank you, Colin Anderson. Thank you, Ryan Connor. Thank uh, you, Ben Wise, for the music. Thank you, Ben Wise, for the music. The person you want to climb the most. Oh, of course. Come on. But there, I have a pass for Todd Glass, and that's a true story. Uh, thank you, <laughs> Matt McConaughey. Thank you, Dave. everyone, Scott Ackerman here. Uh, are you a fan of the podcast, You Talking You Two to Me? Well, I hope you are. If you are, make sure to check out Adam Scott and I have a new show, Are You Talking R.E.M. Re-Me? 
That's right. It's a brand new show with a brand new title. Join us as we discuss the music and impact of the band R.E.M. through an album-by-album analysis. That sounds very nerdy, but it's actually fun. We break down everything and nothing about the band. Listen to the limited series, Are You Talking R.E.M.? Re-Me, Wednesdays on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Earwolf.com. This is good rock and roll. Uh, use it! This has been an Earwolf production. Executive produced by Scott Ackerman, Chris Bannon, and Colin Anderson. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com. Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, Jazos. <laughs> Ruler of the Eighth Circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.